Carrie. I'm Adriana. I'm Jojo. I'm Colorado. Um, so starting with chapter five. In chapter five, enemies Lee Strunk and Dave Jensen get into a fight over a missing check. It causes a lot of tension between the two, and neither of them are willing to forget. Dave Jensen ends up punching Lee in the face and broke his nose. This causes Lee to have to go back to the rear to get it fixed. Later on that night, Jensen ends up breaking his own nose with the end of his pistol. Do you think Jensen breaks his nose to get even or because he felt bad? I think he did it to get even so that it made it look like it wasn't him ganging up on the other guy. It wasn't just like, because if he didn't have a scratch on him, then it would have looked like he beat him up for like no reason, just like pick on him. So I needed to make it look like the other guy fought back. Yeah, I feel like he was, he was trying to get even. Um, I feel like he was. Well, he did steal the he did steal the jackknife, so I feel like it was kind of like uh, his fault for like getting him into that kind of situation. I feel like uh, he knew that he stole the knife, so he always like. Felt, good, felt like guilty for what he did. He was always paranoid, thinking that like if somebody were to find out that he stole the knife, they would come after him. So to like just get even. Yeah, he probably did feel guilty about it too. Like that's a big thing too. Um, also, do you actually think that Jensen is crazy for doing so? Yeah, I do because he hit himself in the face with a pistol, and that's just weird. Chapter 6. In Chapter 6, friends Dave Jensen and Lee Strunk are starting to become closer and have a lot more trust in each other, even after what happened. They make a, a written pact that they both agreed on. This pact was that if one of them got severely injured and were put in a wheelchair, that the other would put them out of their misery. Shortly after, Lee gets hurt and no longer has a right leg, but he doesn't want to die so the deal they had was off and Jensen respected it. Sadly, he ended up dying when he was airlifted. Do you think if Jensen were in this situation that he wouldn't have wanted to die also? I feel like he, he probably wouldn't, nobody wants to die, but I feel like, I feel like he probably stayed true to his, uh, his promise. I think that they were first, like, like the chapters say, like, they're first enemies and friends. They made, like, a deal, that whole deal and everything. And he didn't want to break the deal, but he, he said, it said that he was, like, relieved once um, he found out that he didn't make the helicopter ride. And I guess that's because he's just happy that he didn't have to put him out of his, like, misery. I don't think it was because he was, like, happy that he died. He was just happy because he was relieved. Do you think that Lee would have respected his choice also? Probably not, only because they made like the deal, but they were alive when they made the deal. And they didn't. I feel like they probably wouldn't have thought that they'd come down to this decision of like making, like making that choice between like killing them, and putting them out of their misery, and then when it did come to that point where they had to do that. I don't think they were ready for it. Yeah. Like, yeah, they weren't prepared to like actually put them out of their misery. They thought it would be easier, but they didn't realize that they were making like a deal about. <laughs> Maybe it like depends on what kind of person he is. 
Like if he's a person that always keeps his promise and expects people to keep their promises, then maybe he wouldn't have respected as respected it as much. But like if uh, like Colorado said, if they weren't ready for it, I think he would have respected it. Chapter. Okay, I did. I don't know what number chapter it is, but I did how to tell a true war story. <laughs> and my first question is, why do you think? Uh, why do you think? Um, I think it was rat. Why do you think he grabbed the baby uh, buffalo and shot it like that? Oh, because I think he was angry about that his friend just died. Yeah, so I think he, also because the sister never responded. Mm-hmm. He was just fed up and angry, and he needed to take it out on something, so he took it out on the water buffalo. Okay, and also, in How to Tell a True War Story, one of Rat's friends died, so he wrote to his sister to inform her of the accident that happened. However, she never got back to him, and this begins the discussion of how the only true war stories are evil and super hard to believe. Why do you think that the sister never responded? I think it was kind of like one of those things where there's really nothing to say. I mean, like, he informed me of it, but that's basically it. Like, out of respect, it would have been nice, just so he knows that like, she got the letter, she got the letter, but... I think he was overthinking it. Like, yeah. I don't think that she was doing it on purpose not to respond to him. Right. I, th- I think he was just, he cared so much about her responding back, and she didn't think it was that big of a deal to him, so right. she just didn't do it. Okay, so, what was, it? what was the next chapter? The dentist? I think. Okay, so, in the dentist, when, uh, Lemon fears the um, going to the dentist because of his past experiences. And my question was, why did he go back into the tent after he fainted? Like, he could have, he could have, like, after he fainted, he went back to his tent. But then later that night, he went back to the dentist to go see him. Do you think it was because he was trying to overcome a fear? Or I think, yeah, I think it was because he was trying to overcome that fear. Um, also, it could be, like, intimidation. Because, like, everybody else is not scared of the dentist while he's fighting in war, but he's not very fearless, he's very fearless, but he's like the dentist scares him, so it probably could be like a man thing too, like he just kind of wants to prove to everybody he can do it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Brave and, like, I don't know, like, overcome the fear, I feel like that's, like, hard to, hard to kind of, like, do, um, but I feel like it, it like, it's too, too much hurting you, that's a point where you, like, just, like, straight. I agree with Adriana when she had said that she thinks that he's just trying to prove that he can do it because he is fighting in war and to do that you have to be like very fearless and he's scared of the dentist and how many people are scared of the dentist. Yeah, that also comes to my next question which was do you think he was lying about his toothache so that he could get his tooth removed? Like, do you think he personally lied saying because like they said he removed a perfectly good tooth like there was nothing wrong with it 
do you think he was lying about it so that he could go even further to overcome his fear about going yeah. to the dentist? Yeah, I think he wanted to like get some type of procedure to overcome that fear. Mm-hmm. So you think he was lying about it? Yeah, he was lying yeah. about it. Okay. I kind of disagree because, like, why, why would you, like, put yourself, like, through that, like, it's, like, a tool that when it's not, like, hurting or anything like that, which is perfectly fine. I just, I just feel like he maybe did it because he, like, he wanted to overcome his fear so bad, but just going to see the dentist and getting, like, a checkup wouldn't do anything. He wanted right. to do something bigger than that, I feel like. He wanted to do something like harder that was more painful to do so that he could overcome his fear even more. And like prove to everybody that like he is like a true man. Yeah. Okay, next chapter. Alright, so I did the uh, sweetheart of the song Trabone. Uh, if you were if you were Mark, what would, what would your reaction be if you if your sixth sixth grade sweetheart came to help out with the medics when uh, when the wound is done. I would want her to go back to the I wouldn't want her to fight first. Yeah, I wouldn't want her in any like dangerous situations like that. But it says like she was the safest. like a uh, like an M16. So like she like protected But she also like she would like swim in the lakes or whatever, like, completely, like, she's not ready for any ambushes or anything. Yeah, Yeah, but they also said that the place that they were, like, their camp that they were at was, like, one of the safest, like, camps that there ever was. Like, they didn't really get ambushed that much. So, in my opinion, I'd also want them to go back because I wouldn't want them to get hurt. Because then I would feel guilty for that. If they did get hurt, I'd, like, blame myself that I couldn't, like, do anything to help them. So I wouldn't want to, like, feel that, like, right, they got hurt. Right, I wouldn't want to hurt or, like, and, like, for me, like, not in yeah. any way to, like, protect them. But I would also want them there because, like, it's, like, a, like a sense of comfort and a sense of home, you know? But I wouldn't want to see them hurt or dead. <laughs> they wouldn't want to see you dead. Yeah. My second question is, how do you think Mark was feeling when when they could not find find out very much about this He's probably really scared, yeah. He probably the first thought that probably came to his mind is that like she died or something or she got taken by like the enemies. Because it said like she went on an ambush. Mm-hmm. And so like Yeah, and in my opinion, it didn't really talk about him doing anything like to like when she did, she did go missing. Like I feel like if that was me, I'd do like everything. I'd go crazy and like do everything I could. Yeah. It said she had like a habit for like uh, disappearing, like disappearing and coming back late and stuff. So I think that's why he he wasn't really freaking out about it as much. But when she like when it started taking longer and longer for her to like appear back, that's when it's probably when he started to freak out. Okay, so in the last chapter, Stockings, Dobbins wears his um, girlfriend's pantyhose around his neck as a good luck charm. And my question was, why do you think he thinks that the pantyhose are his good luck charm? Like, is it because, like, he knows she wore them and he wants to do good for her? 
like has a girlfriend he wants to make her happy and he wants to have like a memory of her but like my question is why is it such a good luck charm when he's fighting like he could just wear them like around the camp and then when he goes to fight take maybe them for like comfort yeah. like knowing that like like the presence of like get around his around his neck like maybe makes him like focus better or something like has more confidence in that in Vietnam people believe in like very like extreme stuff so I think that that also helped him believe that wearing them was like a good luck charm uh-huh. yeah and then like I saw a second question is when she dumped him why didn't he take them off like why didn't he think of them as a bad luck charm so she dumped him so he still doesn't have the force he does Probably like I mean, from what I hear, it was like they were obviously in love and loved her and everything, so it's probably like it gave him a reason to fight. Yeah, I think he thinks that even though she did dump him, there's still good luck. He said, like, there's like, like magic behind them. Yeah, magic. So I feel like he's like, been through so much already. That's helped him through, so like pushing through. Yeah. yeah, so that concludes our podcast. Yeah. Honest <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>